Yeah, both hobblers, both ex uh, deep water men, and uh, both also river helmsmen, which is quite unique apart from being hobblers because uh, there are two or three companies that used to use the river that didn't take pilots at all but relied on the helmsman, as Pat knows. Oh, yeah, they would. Uh Strictly rely on us too, you know, do everything we wanted, and they we. And there are sometimes bad weather. You never get such a good reception in all your life when you Oh, they were so so glad to see you yeah. when you walked up, and the the unique thing about it, these ships you're talking and talking about, they were in the region of two hundred and seventy, two hundred and eighty foot long. Uh, primary Bristol Steam, one of the oldest uh, Bristol-based companies, and Sloan's of Glasgow and the coastlines, and Bristol Steams in particular would enter the river at three hours to flow, and you could be on the slip, and the flat rock would be exposed, and you would see just the top of the mass of the vessel coming in round the ho what we called the hollowbacks, and they knew that they could enter the river so early. And we'd have them up at Bristol beating the stop gates. And I don't wish to disparage the pilots, but no pilot would ever think of doing that. But we did. We On a Saturday night, two hours to flow, both Bristol steamships would be gone by and um, up in Bristol beating the stop gates. Yeah, in fact, we were sometimes able to get back and get another one up the river. That's right. That has been done. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, and there was a, of course it meant by beating these top gates, it meant they had a half a day's work ahead of anybody else. So they had to wait for the stop gates. Most of the day's work was well, most of the day was gone, couldn't it? Yeah. And the other unique thing about it was the fact of the hobbling boats, remarkable small craft, and they tell me, and I, I'm sure it's quite true that. Uh, uh, before the beginning of the last century, they used to go down as far as the English and Welsh Grounds Lightship. And when I first did on, started on, when I came ashore, um, 1956, um, they were well provided, about 18 foot long, full set of oars, uh, all the thorts and all that, and them shipped the rudder. And uh, we would pull down uh, to the mile mark, wasn't it? Yeah. And it, it was, I'm not trying to be bombastic about it or egoistic, but it was quite a unique feature. Uh, when you got near, they would ship the oars and the one bloke would catch hold of the, the sculling oar, hard a starboard and go alongside and pick up the guest warp. That's a line running alongside of the ship. And that was a unique feature in itself because I was a deep... The way they board it up. That, that's right. Yeah, I was I a never deep seen water man and an ex-boatswain. Yeah. And there wasn't much I didn't know about not splices and everything. But then you take a turn under the forward thwart, round, a half hitch around the haft of the oar, and another half hitch. And uh, I often wondered what it was for. Well, the reason was it was instantaneous. If the ship was coming into the rocks too quick, you pulled the blade of the oar out and the boat was released. Yeah, yeah. Quite it was. I'd never seen it before. No. 
And then the, the, usually it, when we first started off, we about five men and uh, the helmsman would go up to the bridge. One man would remain in the boat and the boat would often be perpendicular as it was towing fast against or with the tide but coming down the opposite. And one man, if it's a big vessel, would go each end, folks up and stern, of course, afterwards. It uh, all sort of died away. And we That's got right. The crew used to leave the folks then. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Our men used to take over. Yeah. I envisaged the job going on the natural fact of there was a lot of talk, weren't they, about uh, ships being sort of hardly just a couple of men aboard. That's you right. Know, to take them across yes. the Atlantic and all that. And I yeah. sort of told yeah. people like us boarding the ships. Just as they entered the channel, yeah, and yeah. then crewing the ships up, and of course, it never quite happened. That no, way. no. Although there's very no nothing like so many crew aboard the ship, they're still sufficient to handle. Yeah, and now yeah. report of which, I thought the way it was going, they wouldn't. You know, that is the way the ship owners sure would do it. Yeah, because if ship owners can save a farthing, they're saving. Oh they're my most, God! Yeah, you go back through the history yes. of the British Merchant Service, you can say that. But another unique feature I'll always remember, and uh, they can put me inside if they like now after all these years, was nearing Christmas. Uh, the Starlin, which was a regular feature, had run to Bristol for years and years with the sherry and brandy and all those wonderful products from Portugal. And one night, going up the river, Jamil was left in the boat. Um, We'd arranged it beforehand, and going past, going past Pill, up past Hung Road, Adam and Eve, in that stretch there, the loot went over the side. Namely, I think it was eight bottles of brandy, and half a dozen sherrys and ports, and uh, I was at the wheel, but everything was going satisfactory, and the boat then released and crossed over to the Gloucester Bank to avoid the incoming rush of the tide, scored down and the loot was safely ashore. But the funny thing about it was when we got up to, uh, <coughs> when we got up to Bristol, I forget the name of the captain of the Starlin now, she had a pilot aboard and uh, he asked for the docking bottle. This is a common thing amongst ships docking, there was always a docking bottle, wasn't there? And um, there was no bloody docking bottle there, and it all gone ashore at Bill. Yeah, and when yeah. we got ashore at Bristol, the customs, they went right through us all as we got off the ship. They're the only people that are allowed to do that, they got a Queen's Warrant, they can search you on the street anytime. But the loot had gone. And I often thought, well, it's probably what it was like in the old days, you know, when the cutters, oh, yeah. the pale cutters used to yeah. to meet the French trawlers. 